Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in 3 years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's a little past 7 o'clock at night on Thursday. So what is it, day 13 of the war? And I'm walking the dogs, and you can hear some of the bird and insect sounds as the evening is here. And I just finished watching a little bit of the CNN, MSNBC, Fox News roundup. And I got to tell you, I keep saying to myself, what do you want from Israel? You know, we had an author on our show not too long ago. Her name was Dara Horn. And she was featured at the Quick Center at Fairfield University as a noted Jewish author. And the title of her speech that she wanted to say, but she said she didn't have the guts to say, was, people only love dead Jews. It was just a few weeks ago. And I was shocked by such a title. I wanted to know what she meant by that. And what she meant by that was that the world loved to talk about and to some extent revel in the misery of the Holocaust and what happened to the Jews as victims. But... When it came to fighting for certain things or standing up for certain things, not so much, weren't, weren't as interested. And I was a bit skeptical and a little bit appalled at such a title, People Only Love Dead Jews. But I got to tell you, that title keeps resonating with me ever since this war broke out. Because in the first week, the sympathy was rightfully on Israel, which was invaded and attacked. 1,400 Jews to date killed, many more still in hospitals on what is the worst day of Jewry since the end of World War II in one day. And devastating kind of attack, house-to-house selection, killing of civilians, young and old, and in between. And yes, Israel was completely unprepared, had its pants down on the southern border, and there'll be a lot of what could have about that and a lot of blame to go around. But the reality is that you need a certain kind of enemy, a certain kind of savage to run that kind of warfare. And in the last 24 hours, Israel has been summarily accused and then found to not be guilty of bombing a civilian hospital, which the whole world was so happy to blame Israel for, even though it turned out to not be true. And we've got Rashida Tlaib, who is a congresswoman, somebody of tremendous reputation and power worldwide stage, continuing to shout from a megaphone facts which she knows are not true. 
And what happened in that 24-hour turnaround was nothing short of astonishing. King Abdullah of Jordan decided to cancel his appointment with President Joe Biden, who was coming to the region to meet with Israel, but also to meet with possible partners in some kind of long-term peace arrangement. That didn't happen. You started having everybody line up, Saudi Arabia canceling its talks for an extension of the Abraham Accords to normalize diplomatic relationships with Israel. And you see Syria and the rest starting to, and even Yemen tonight, starting to consolidate around Israel. Israel, Israel is the culprit here. Israel, who was broken into and vandalized and savagely attacked, is the culprit. Israel is the Goliath and not the David. In a world in which there are 15 and a half million Jews, which represent 0.19% of the population, and there are many, many, many more million Arabs around Israel, and many, many more acres and acres and acres and acres of land. So I don't want to do the history lesson right now. But I do think it's incumbent upon people to know history, at least some of the basic history, the basic history, which is that the the word Palestine really wasn't used until the Brits occupied it for about 30 years in the 20th century. And then they left after World War II and the region became divided into Transjordan in 1946, which later became Jordan, which is where the Palestinians lived. And, And there were some other peoples there, too, I suppose, you know, some other Arabs but also a lot of the people who now call themselves Palestinians were in Jordan, which, by the way, massacred thousands of them in the early 1970s, and nobody talks about that. And uh, anyway, Jordan became Jordan, and then there was a partition for in 1947 between the Jews who wanted a sliver to call itself home in Israel and the Palestinians who were there. But the people who were representing the Palestinians rejected that offer, and Israel for a year and a half fought a war of independence for a year and a half and declared in 1948 that they were, in fact, the state of Israel, a state of the Jewish people. And anyway, but and, and, and back and forth and back and forth ever since. Uh, but, you know, for, for all of this, I am asking myself, what, what do you want from Israel? In other words, what does the world expect Israel to do right now? What did the world expect the United States to do after it was attacked in 9-11? I don't recall the United States asking for or expecting uh, any kind of gratuitous apologies or any kind of strategy. They went in, we went in, I'm an American, and we routed out the Taliban in their caves in Afghanistan. And then we stayed for 20 years. One could call that an occupation. We occupied the country in every meaningful way. We controlled the airports. We controlled the schools. We controlled the government. We controlled commerce. Taliban didn't like it very much. Ultimately, they won. It was their country. We had to get out. But Afghanistan never represented an existential threat to the United States. They're not Mexico or Canada. Yeah, they came in a plane. And actually, they didn't. It was 19 Saudi Arabians who came in a plane who commandeered planes, better aptly put, to wage Islamic Jihad war on the Western world, which then morphed into ISIS as we expanded our global war in Iraq. And we didn't apologize. And we killed many, many hundreds of thousands of people, including many, many civilians. And you never saw it on the front page of the newspapers or on the six o'clock news 
we didn't apologize. We felt we had been attacked wrongly. We felt that our Western way of life was in jeopardy and we had a right to defend it. And many will say that we overreacted, that we didn't need to stay there for 20 years, that we didn't need to invade Iraq at all because they never did have those, they never did have those mass weapons of destruction. But we did it because we felt that we had to do it because we felt it was the right thing to do. What do you want from Israel right now? That's what I want to know. What does the world expect of Israel? Israel has two choices. It either lives in relative safety or it goes away. If it loses a battle against Hamas, against any of this, if it loses a battle, it doesn't exist anymore. Does anybody in their right mind think that Hamas is going to let Jews live peacefully in Israel? They would slaughter them. Does anybody in their right mind think the world is going to welcome Jews with open passports? Has it ever? Has it ever? So there is no choice. I spoke to Zahavi today, Zezi. And Zezi is my family. She might as well be my family. Uh, I know her since the day Joanna was born, two weeks later, uh, 30 years, and she stays with us every single summer. And I spoke to her today on air. I urge you to hear the podcast uh, because I just wanted to hear her talk. And truthfully, with the time difference, we end up texting and voicemailing to each other, and I don't get to hear her voice all that much. So I said, come on the radio today, and let's hear. She works for an American company, so she's lucky she still has some work during the day. Kids are not in school. They're doing a few hours of Zoom, and her husband has been laid off for at least three weeks because he works for an Israeli airline. And obviously, they're not functioning in a regular way. What is Zezi doing every single day? She's doing laundry for soldiers. That's how she's making herself useful in addition to managing her household, which has uh, two young adults in it and a 16-year-old and a 10-year-old and her husband. And she's working. But she's making time to do laundry. Last week, she was cooking and delivering the food to bases. This week, she's decided the best use of her time is that she can do laundry and deliver it to bases. That's what she's doing. And she's talking about how every single person in Israel is part of the fight, how everybody is united. But what do you want them to do? Does the world really only have to love a dead Jew? Is that what it's about? So this is what's going through my mind today. What's going through my mind is the purposeful misinformation of some of our elected representatives when they know, know what they're saying is not true but they do it anyway. What? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 